following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's time for another week of Mick Shots. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola and Everson Walls. Mickey in his cowboy blue. He's got the star on his shirt. Everson in his cardinal red as we kick off the week. Oh, no. That's, don't, don't, do not say that. Please do not say that. <laughs> That's Grambling State, sir. Grambling right. State, yes. His, his Grambling T-shirt. All right, that's yeah. much more like it. I thought, I thought the Cardinals made a believer out of you last no, night or something there not. for a second. And uh, not a lot of people believing in the Cowboys right now after what happened at AT&T Stadium on Monday night. But it is, it is Washington football team week at the Star in Frisco after we uh, put this one to bed. And, uh, Mickey, we need to put it to bed as quickly as possible, don't we? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, last night during the game, at some point, that sleep number commercial came on, and da- it showed Dak Prescott in in bed sleeping. And I said, yeah, <laughs> that's a good place to be because uh, the last place you want to be uh, – is behind that offensive line trying to uh, throw the football around. Um, you know, my, my point on this one, and, you know, we talked about it last week uh, when the Cowboys got wiped out in their first Monday night football appearance by the St. Louis Cardinals, 1970. <laughs> they got beat 38 to nothing. And we had talked about hitting rock bottom because after that game, they had lost two in a row. I believe it was to the Giants and the Cardinals. They turned it around and didn't lose another game until they lost Super Bowl V to Baltimore. So I was thinking, well, maybe they've hit rock bottom. They can't get (laughs) any further down after losing to an Arizona team that, by the way, didn't play all that well either. That's the worst part about this team, uh, about this game. You know, this team could have been beaten. You lost to a quarterback who completed nine passes, nine passes for 188 yards, and one of those passes was for 80 yards. So that's eight passes for 108 yards, and you got beat because you gave up 261 yards rushing, and you did what? turned the ball over four times and fell behind once again 21 to nothing <laughs> I think the problem that we have is one of the problems we have we want to uh, we were ready to concentrate on uh, Dalton's ability to take him down the field uh, how will he overcome his uh, rusty play because I, I, we talked last week you, you're going to have to have an adjustment between the receivers and the quarterback. This is something new. You have a a different timing, different tendencies. That was one issue. I was assuming that defensively we would not have uh, the the issues that we have this week are the same ones we had going all the way back to week one. 
That's the disappointing part. I was kind of prepared for the offense to be rusty. I was prepared for Dalton to be rusty. I was not prepared for Emmett to keep fumbling the ball. I'm sorry, Zeke to keep fumbling <laughs> the ball. <laughs> and I was also uh, not prepared for the defense to just, it wasn't, it was not for lack of effort. We still have the same lack of recognition. We still have the same look of surprise on our faces defensively whenever a play is over. Everyone's standing around like, wow, how did that happen? That's the, that's the, con that's the consistent problem that's going to be our downfall. That's what we have to fix up defensively. Yep, that was uh, the most disturbing thing about last night, in, in my opinion, was what was not happening on the defensive side of the ball. And I, you hit the nail on the head there, I think, uh, as far as recognizing what, what, you know, you know going into the week they were coached on the quarterback run, okay? And the way that this quarterback can beat you and move the chains, as he showed last night, is on those quarterback runs and they were not recognizing it. And obviously, you have to be able to recognize it because if Kyler Murray gets a step on you, he's got the corner. And, and you got to play team defense in order to contain a quarterback like him. He can't do it with a spy. Uh, on, on this Cowboys team, I can't think of a defensive player who you could use as a spy and would be able to keep up with him. So it's got to be the ends being able to set the edge. It's got to be aware that what this Cardinals team is going to do in a third and one situation, probably more than half the time, instead of giving it to a running back up the middle, the quarterback's going to, on a zone read or on a bootleg, is going to take it to the outside. You have to be aware that that play is going to happen or in all likelihood might happen. You know, we talked last week, Everson talked about the secondary and where people's eyes are. I don't think the guys on this defensive line see anything. I mean, it was obvious sometimes where the ball was going, and no one was looking in the middle of the line. It's got to be better than that. And then when you're not holding down the middle, your defensive ends start going, okay, well, i got to get in there and help out. And then zip, 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 there he goes, fourth and one for 12 yards. Like, who did they think was going to carry the football? It, you know, there, it was going to be him. There were moments, there were moments Spags, uh, especially uh, our boy, 37. Uh, Donovan, is that his last name? Donovan, Donovan Wilson. Donovan Man, Wilson. Donovan, Donovan Wilson. Uh, I saw him try and plug a hole that was not there. I believe that was on the, touch, the, the, the long touchdown run. For some reason, he's sticking his head in there where there is no crease for the running back to come through. When you're a defensive back or a linebacker, you have to read the line as you're a running back. You have to anticipate where that running back is going to eventually uh, expose himself, and you have to be there to meet him in the hole. For some reason, this guy comes up, he sticks his head in there, gets caught in the wash, totally caught up in the wash, to the right of the plate. The hole is to the left. He's untouched. That hole was for number 37 to fill. Plays like that, that could have possibly been a seven, six-yard game ends up being a, what, 80-yard touchdown run. These small things lead to big problems. And I, I pick him out because when you're a safety, 
You are the last resort, and you must remember that. As a safety, the responsibility is so huge. You can stop a, a potential touchdown, or you can give up one of the biggest plays of the night to really close the door on you. So what? these are the consistent problems, well, the consistent inconsistencies that we've had in this secondary. The, the, the front seven, been up and down. The secondary has always been down, and that, that needs to change. And now, Everson, uh, along those lines, you're talking about the, the last touchdown that put it away with two minutes left in the game at 38-10. to 10. I'll take you back to the fourth and one play with the score scoreless early in the second quarter, and the Cardinals have the football at the Cowboy 18-yard line, and that's when Kyler Murray ran the bootleg. And Donovan Wilson, was he was the safety on, on the side of the field that the bootleg went, and he, on that play, got caught up in the wash. He has the athleticism that he might have been able to stop Kyler Murray on the edge or at least turned him, turned him back in for his teammates to make the tackle. Uh, but he got caught up in the wash, and it was just clear sailing to the outside. That was me, an untrained eye, just looking at that. But, uh, but that, was a, uh, that reminded me of it when I went back and looked at it this morning, that that was a particular play, a huge play in that game where it looked to me like the, if, if, if Wilson could have got to the outside, he's got enough speed to contain Kyler a little bit, and he might have got some help, and they might have not gotten the first down. Hey, this is, this is coming from an, a non-athletic, non-speed guy right here. If you... You can have all the athletic ability in the world. The Cowboys came up with this computer workout to gauge what kind of athlete you're going to be signing. You can have all the speed in the world. You can have all the agility in the world. If you have no recognition, it doesn't do you any good. If you have zero recognition, you're always going to be a step behind. Players like myself, players like Michael Downs, Recognition was there, so we, were, we had a step on our opponent. If you don't recognize anything, then you're always going to be chasing behind players your, the entire game, not just as an individual, but your team itself. No team recognition. You will always be playing from behind. That's what we're looking at, guys. And I thought uh – Along the lines of the defense, again, while we're talking about the defense, you know, early in the third quarter, when the Cardinals got the ball after the controversial Drake Kirkpatrick interception, and Mickey, I'm sure, is oh ready to go God. off on that we got one. Hosed, we got hosed that entire drive. We got hosed and, that entire drive. Yeah. And, but the disappointing thing on that is the Cardinals come back and rip off a 22-yard run, a 20-yard run, and they, you know, they drive it down the the defense's throat for 79 yards in nine plays. And it wasn't like the defense was tired at that point. They had literally been on the field. Of course, we had halftime in there too. They had been on the field for one play in the last 13 minutes of the ball game, which was the 80-yard touchdown pass uh, to uh, Christian Kirk. That was the one time that they were on the field outside of a kneel down at the end of the first half since the 10-minute the mark of the second quarter. And the uh, Cardinals take over with 12 minutes left in the third quarter, and they just drove it right down the field on them. I mean, it was See, just inexcusable. And, and, and this is my pet peeve on uh, the complaints afterwards about the turnovers, right? I get it. They turned the ball over four times. 
But just because you turn the ball over doesn't mean the defense has got to let them drive the field and score. Amen, only one Spags. of those, only one of those turnovers should have led to a, a short drive touchdown, and it was Dak's, uh, uh, Zeke's second fumble they recovered at the Dallas 27-yard line. So all they had to do was drive 27 yards. The first turnover, they got the ball at their own 46. They drove 54 yards. The first interception, they drove 79 yards. And the third interception, they got the ball at the Arizona 10 and they drove 90 yards uh, to get a well, it, it, what, not le- less than 90. They they ended up with a field goal. Uh, so you don't. I understand. You know the the sudden change and the adversity of turnovers. You shorten your own possession, but the defense can maybe hold them to a field goal like yep. once in a while. Yeah. So once again, <laughs> this defense gives up 260, was it 261 yards rushing? My goodness. After a 307 two weeks ago, uh, they, they just got no clue up front uh, what they're doing, and they're wasting snaps on players who are doing nothing. You know, they, they, they finally called up. We talked about it. They were going to call up Justin Hamilton, and he got in. He played. He played 19 snaps. He had three tackles. Hmm. Don Terry Poe for the second game in a row zeroed out. No solo tackles. No assistant tackles. No quarterback pressures. I could go out and do that. <laughs> I could get hurt. But I, I, I could do that. So at some point, they got to start using maybe different guys. Maybe you got to work some different offensive linemen in there. And, and, and it wasn't like always on the offensive line getting physically beat. There was no recognition on blitzes coming at them. It, it, it was like, okay, they're going to blitz. I can see it. You know, somebody's got to pick that guy up. Now, if you got to leave a, a running back in all the time, then you got to do it. If you got to play two tight ends and help those tackles out, you got to do it. And then what's the worst thing that can happen? The, the only guy with any experience on that offensive line, uh, Zach Martin, he gets knocked out of the game. Uh, going, He was down, and Zeke's knee hits him in the head, and now he's in concussion protocol. So now you've got four guys on the offensive line that – we're nowhere near starting this year uh, trying to block uh, a team that ended up with a 21-point lead. Oh, they're just going to come at you. What have they got to lose? And and, and they got overwhelmed. Poor Andy Dalton should have got combat pay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and... Uh... Yeah, and, and you listen to uh, Troy Aikman was on the radio this morning, and he actually he had he had a good comment about uh, the injuries of the offensive line, and it, it was this way he said when when he played, everyone talked about for six days of the week they talk about the injuries on the offensive line and how you're going to be able to patch it together. Who you don't have enough players to play, but then once Sunday comes, or in this case Monday night comes. Then how come you can't do anything on offense? How come you how come you can't throw downfield? Well, it's because you've got 
basically four rookies on your offensive line once Zach Martin went out. I mean, coming into this season, in Brandon Knight, Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotish, and Connor McGovern, they had a grand total of zero NFL starts coming into this season. So the one veteran hand you had in there was your left guard, Connor Williams, who's in his third year in the league. Now, having said that, there are a number of NFL teams going through the exact same thing this season. And in, and in the Cowboys' own division in the NFC East, where the Eagles are down six, basically six starters on their offensive line, uh, and just like the Cowboys were last night. And uh, so uh, the good thing for the Cowboys, of course, is that they play in the NFC East. That's the saving grace. Still and in first good, place. Still, good, in, still first in first place, place at two My and goodness. four. And they've got the Washington football team and the Eagles the next two weeks, and they need to take care of business the next two weeks to get back to 500. And they could still be running away with the NFC East, Mickey. <laughs> and when we <clears throat> and when we come back from break, we have a, a choice cut soundbite from Jerry Jones on that exact topic. All right. Mix shots continues in a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on Autodata Compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Don't miss your chance to get tickets to see the Cowboys at AAT&T Stadium this season with home matchups remaining against the Steelers, Washington, 49ers, and Eagles. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. That's right, we just completed a three-game homestand. Cowboys go one and two on the homestand, losing to Cleveland and Arizona, sandwiched around a three-point win over the Giants. And 
So we are now halfway through the home schedule. Just four home games left. Cowboys schedule looking ahead. Got Washington and Philadelphia and then home against currently the unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers, the next home game. And, Mickey, that brings a, a smile to your face and a shake of your head. Yes, because those Dallas Cowboys are still in first place. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a battle of two first-place teams. Just think, if they could have won the game, they would have been a game and a half ahead of the Eagles and two games ahead of the Giants and the Washingtons. I'm going to call them the Washingtons now. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah. Shortens Washington football team. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, the guys uh, today on, on the fan asked uh, Jerry, um, you know, but you know what? You're you're still in first place. What do you think about that? And I think Chris probably has that cut ready to hear what uh, Jerry had to say. I'm not in the feel good mood, frankly. Uh, that uh, we've been uh, uh, got manna from heaven, uh, being in the um, east. Uh, these things have a way of. Uh, even and out as we go along, and certainly the NFC East is uh, having its challenges right now. Uh, all of that is uh, a way of not wanting to talk about other teams. Uh, when you're not playing any better than we are, uh, it's hard for me to uh, uh, basically uh, uh, look to the end game, which is to win the East, and uh, get excited about the fact that we're uh, better than anybody. We may be slow, but we're ahead of you, Syndrome. Uh, we've got to get better to have uh, the kind of season that uh, makes sense for us. We we right. might be slow, but we're ahead of you, Syndrome. <laughs> that, was, that would crack me up. But he's right, right? He didn't say we might be bad, but we're not as bad as you guys are. Um, <laughs> It's no consolation, especially, as he said, if we want to have the kind of season uh, that makes sense to us. And, you know, he started that off, and I'm not sure if it caught this, but he goes, but I'm not in a feel-good mood, frankly. So, uh, yeah, uh, he, he, was, he was not happy, um, and, and, and no, nobody should be happy, right? Uh, you know, and, and we can't – so this game, you know, last time they got run like this against Cleveland, it was all about the effort, right? Well, no one's talking about effort this time, right? You're talking about turnovers. Well, I talked, you, told you about the turnovers. Yeah, you shorten your possession, but you don't have to let them score. I, I mean, it was just – to me, and I'll go back to what I said uh, when we opened the show, they better hope this is rock bottom because if it gets worse than this, uh, it's going to get ugly. You know, I think uh, everyone's uh, everyone has good intentions. We've seen that. I'm sure you could just be inside Zeke's head before the game and probably understand that he's thinking, okay, our boy Dak is down. The load comes on me. I'm going to carry that load. I'm going to be that guy to step up. I need to have Andy Dalton's back. Let's go, O-line. Just open up those holes for me, and let's take this conservative route. I will, I will carry that burden on my shoulders. And he just kind of pressed himself into a couple of turnovers. And, you know, when you start seeing the same thing happen week in, week out, even though your mindset is different, you think your mindset's different. I'm going to go into this game, and I am not going to do what I've been doing. 
and then you go out there and do it anyway. It's got to be disheartening. It's almost like you, talk, you start to doubt yourself. And I was glad, and I knew they weren't going to do it, but I was just so glad that just for the future that they kept him in the game, kept Zeke, you know, in tuned in the game. They put Pollard in a little bit afterwards, but they kept Zeke in tuned to where, okay, you're still our guy. You know, you're still going to be our, our horse uh, for the rest of the season. But, man, it was just so tough to see him go through that and, and wonder mentally what's in his head. Like, damn, can I just stop doing this? You know, that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing as a professional player. And as, as you saw, when they were tackling him, they were going for the ball. Yep. They, they, it wasn't almost like they were worried about getting him on the ground. They were reaching for the ball, uh, especially on the second one. The first one, kind of goofy play, right? Pressure gets to Dalton. He steps up. Uh, at the last second, he throws a little shovel past to Zeke. He catches it, turns, and he leaves the ball out here, and he gets hit from behind. It's got to be up here. Yep. He knows that. He can't get sloppy. But, again, I, I think you're right, Everson. He's trying so hard to make up for what they don't do, uh, it's becoming counterproductive because he's trying so hard, he's not taking care of the things he needs to take care of. But I do, I do think that you uh, credit the Cardinals for both those forced fumbles. I mean, those are, are uh, playmakers on that Cardinals defense that forced the turnovers. Uh, the, the two fumbles, I mean, Buda Baker, he was very aware of what was going on, and he knew that, that and in fact, there was a comment from, from Buda after the game last night. Apparently, Andy was, Zeke did not see, uh, or had fallen down, I can't remember exactly, and was just get, got back up, and he did not see that Andy had broken out of the pocket. So Andy was yelling, Zeke, Zeke, like he was going to throw him the ball. Buda heard that, came from behind, and he had it measured to swipe and knock the ball out. Uh, Jordan Phillips on the other Zeke fumble. I mean, he, he's a massive human being, and he was in position to make the tackle at the same time, rip the ball out. Uh, you, first off, the Cowboys' defense, if, we, if the Cowboys are going to get some turnovers, they got to be in position to make the plays, <laughs> much less uh, knock the ball out. Uh, and, and so I think you give credit for the Cardinals on defense. They've got some, some heady playmakers on their defense that, that, uh, that make critical plays in the game. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's hard for you to concentrate on ripping a ball out when you're uh, giving up seven and a half yards per run. You know, you're desperate to make a tackle. Yeah, when you're trailing the play. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Defense not good. Offensive line not good. Did you ever see an uglier field goal attempt, by the way? And I know it was, what, 58 yards? Should have gone for it. Should have gambled. Three points weren't going to help you out uh, at that point. I, I, I used to uh, – it, it was an old baseball term. Uh, when you hit a ball like that and it nosedives, they used to call it a duck snort. <laughs> and this one went. <laughs> well, I mean, he leaned back like he was Barry Bonds or something on the home run. He, it's, it's, it's like he put so much into it. You know, that was one of those golf shots where they tell you to keep your head down. No, he, he, he totally flailed almost on that kick. It didn't look good as soon as it came off his feet. I'll tell you what. Think about this. You're the coaching staff. 
where do you start on this tomorrow? <laughs> no, you get rid of this video. You don't even watch it. Just go, right? right? Yeah, yeah, just burn it. Let the coaches look at it, realize what they have to do and what they think they can correct. Get rid of that thing. I, I, I wouldn't even – Tom Landry was good at that. There were certain uh, games where he said, you know what, guys, this won't do us any good to watch this. Now, I might say that it might be because he may have called a horrible game as well, so that may have <laughs> covered his own ass. But when it does you no good to look at something like this, you just move on and uh, understand what it's about. First of all, it's about a new quarterback, as good as he looked in the last part of the uh, game before this one, uh, where he led us on the comeback against the Giants. You're still, you have to, re- you have to regroup. Now you're going to be game-planned as a quarterback. And that's what the uh, Cardinals were able to do. We talked during the break, Spags. I've never seen this Cardinals secondary play so well. They were all over the place. It's like they had 12, 13 guys out there. And I know our receivers can beat these guys all day long, but for some reason, they game-planned us so well. There were moments when they were already waiting on our receivers uh, to finish their routes. They, were all, they had run the route for them. And I talked earlier about uh, how they got screwed during uh, one particular drive, especially the drive with C.D. Lamb getting knocked down, the guy gets the interception. Pretty obvious play. I, I don't even, you know, there are times when I think uh, referees or umpires should be fine. That's one of those plays where, look, guy, you got to get demoted. You missed that obvious call. And, and there were the calls that weren't made as well. And I know it sounds like belly aching. Players being held during running plays. Clearly, you can see that the, the old lineman was grabbing our guy trying to escape. Talk about Donovan Wilson. He tried to get off of a block on the goal line. The guy just grabbed him, and, and there was no call. He, was, he could have actually made an attempt on the play. I saw three plays, three missed calls right before or after the C.D. Lamb no call as well. Just sometimes you just, you know, referees get lazy too. Hey, you know, let heard. me tell you about this this uh, this Cardinal secondary because uh, you know we, we talk a lot about the Cowboys wide receivers and Amari Cooper was the fourth pick in the draft. C.D. Lamb was a first mid first round draft pick. Michael Gallup a third round pick. But if you look at the Cardinals secondary, they've got Patrick Peterson, an eight time Pro Bowler, at one cornerback position, who was the fifth pick in the draft. Uh, Buda Baker was uh, early second round pick, thirty sixth overall. He's made the Pro Bowl twice. This Byron Murphy, number 33, he was the 33rd pick in the draft. He was nearly a first-round draft pick. Drake Kirkpatrick was a first-round pick of the Bengals several years ago. I mean, they they have invested in their secondary. There's a reason that these guys were high draft picks, and they and they showed up in last night's game. Uh, and so, if you, I think if you make an investment in that secondary, then if, if you make an investment in playmakers. Typically, playmakers will make plays for you. They got the best of the Cowboys in last night's game against the wide re- uh, against the Cowboy receivers. The yep. strength of the Cowboys team, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that you know you got a collapsing pocket around Andy Dalton, and when you've got a good secondary and there's not a lot open there, it's it's not going to play to your benefit when you've got you know basically four starters out on your offensive line. But think about this, and they did it again. The last possession of the second quarter, the first possession of the third quarter. 
Michael Gallup, after making two unbelievable catches last week, drops a touchdown pass. Man. You're down 21 to nothing, right? That could make it 21 to 7. You end up with a field goal. And then the first possession of the third quarter, you deferred, you get the ball, and that's when Drake Kirkpatrick just drags, uh, he mugged uh, C.D. Lamb, and it turns into an interception. If if and they were moving right, they were th- yeah. th- that was that was like a twenty yard pass that took place around the twenty twenty two yard line. You, 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 those two possessions could have made it twenty one fourteen. Game a on, big difference, bags. Right, Makes a big but now difference. they take that possession, drive seventy nine yards, and all of a sudden it's it's thir- it, it's twenty eight to three, and basically game's over. Let me take that a step further, Mickey, because we talk about, well, you just throw the tape out and don't show them this, but literally there are certain key situations in that game last night where if the Cowboys make the play, the Cardinals are are kept off the board, and a lot of it was the quarterback run. On the first touchdown drive of the game for Arizona, they started their their possession with 2.36 left in the first quarter. They faced a third and 10 at the 46, third and 10. And Murray gets out for a 10-yard run and a first down. Okay? They're, they're punting if you just contain the quarterback there. Yep. Then they come down with a fourth and one. They decide to go for it on fourth and one at the 18-yard line, and that was the Murray bootleg for 11 yards and a first down. All right? That leads to a touchdown. And then on their next possession, you've got the uh, – this was after the Zeke fumble – they take over at the 27-yard line. You've got them stopped with a third and 11, and you play soft coverage on Larry Fitzgerald on the outside. He got the call from the official. It didn't look like to me like he got the first down, but they would have gone for it anyway on fourth that and was, one. That was just, oh, my God. But, but, but still, regardless, so mad. regardless, it was soft coverage. He gets 11 yards. He gets the first down. And on the next play, there goes the quarterback again for 16 yards all the way to the goal line. If you, there's, I decided three quarterback run plays, and you knew coming into the week the focus is on this quarterback's ability to run the football. He leads the NFL in yards per carry, and they are design runs. They are not scrambles. Yeah, and, and on that third and 11 play, what what kind of defensive – yeah. No, that was that was the DB's choice. It was totally man to man. The call itself in the huddle, he has the option on how to play it. You know, you have to know as a veteran player. That was Noah, right? Noah Brown was that Brown on the on the coverage on that play? Yeah, Anthony Brown. Anthony. Brown. I'm sorry, Anthony yeah. Brown on that play. He runs a four zero. And he's he's off of a big tight end guy. We talked about that with Fitzgerald who's way past his prime, just a solid player, and you're going to give up a sideline, you should have been all over that guy. Those are the moments, guys, where I talk about a good defensive back says, this is the time I... And, and by the way, the Cowboys were in a package that they ran uh, in last night's game where they had seven DBs on the field on that play. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, 
cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week proudly wearing the star to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller Lite together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back. To mix shots. Coming to a Cowboys game this season, make sure you know before you go, wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. All right, we got final few minutes here of mixed shots. Mickey, I got a question for you. What did you see the rotation as at cornerback for the Cowboys last night? Because it looked to me like Daryl Worley started the game at one cornerback spot, was in for a couple of three series, then Anthony Brown uh, was in at cornerback for uh, several series in a row. It was interesting. I was just looking back at my uh, play-by-play, and, you know, Brown, we were just talking about, the uh, Larry Fitzgerald third and 11 reception that led to a touchdown. Next time the Cowboys were on the field, Anthony Brown was not out there, and Darrell Worley was back at corner, and Worley gave up the 80-yard touchdown to Christian Kirk on the very yeah, end play. Yeah, you know, Worley, Worley only played 21 snaps. Uh, Anthony Brown played 49, so he was out there for the majority of the snaps uh, along with Trayvon Diggs, and you're right, Bill, uh, not only did they play dime, there there were times that they were using uh, Jalen Smith as one of the rushing four Rushers. four guys on, on the line of scrimmage, and then basically had all DBs out there trying to confuse them, and it did. Except for I don't know, Everson, d- did Worley get confused? Because how do you get beat that bad? Did he think? He, you know, somebody said they were in zone. Well, they really weren't because they had three wide receivers down the field. The corner to the Cowboys' right had one guy covered. The safety picked up the guy down the slot. 
There was no one to give him help in a zone. He had to be in man. And he gives up an 80-yard touchdown pass. And, you know, I can, it doesn't matter man or zone. It really doesn't. If you're supposed to be deep, no one gets behind you. I mean, that's all it is to it. His technique was, uh, it was, uh, what? It, didn't, it was non-existing. He, he didn't touch him. He didn't play flat. He didn't play deep. You know, everything that you saw about it, I think he was, uh, it seemed to be as if he just had a brain lock, really, because his feet stopped moving. He, it seemed as if he didn't realize that this guy was coming at him so quickly. You know, when a, when a receiver closes that gap on you, you're at that receiver's mercy as a defensive back. And, he, you know, the, initially what you must do, it's okay to panic. Because panic will make you turn and run. <laughs> he just stayed there. And I know, I know that that was not a, 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 the correct responsibility for him. There's no way he's supposed to play that technique and let a guy get up on him that fast, that quickly, and also just get by him. It's almost as if he just gave up as soon as the guy closed the gap on him. It's just, those are the kind of things where you know, it makes me go off on my little rants about, and Bill said it, the Cardinals chose to invest in a secondary. Peterson has been there for quite some time. They've given Peterson support with other quality defensive backs because that is your last line of defense. I don't care how good, how well your, your D-line's playing. I don't care how well your linebackers stop the run. Eventually, you're going to have to cover deep passes. You're going to have to protect your end zone. We haven't done that for years. The, the, the low priority we have on defensive backs is embarrassing. I've talked about it before. It is necessary for us to change the culture here. I don't know if they're going to do it with Mike Nolan. I really don't. He's never shown as a defensive coordinator to be successful in that manner. I was hoping that when you came here, that this would be the difference. So far, it's gotten even worse than any defense Mike Nolan's ever had. And that's saying a lot. You know, and if you're a student of the game, which, what is Christian Kirk's calling card? His speed, right? They're going to send him on a nine route. you you, you got you got to be prepared for that. You can't fall asleep. Uh, and they, they had three play. nine routes on that one play. Yeah, they which did. took the safety no, to, exactly to go right. to Isabella instead. Yeah, so, well, not so not no just help. that. They showed that we're going to come deep. We're going to go at you and at your secondary from the beginning of the ball game. That's right. They showed them what they're going to do, and for some reason, we were toned after all of that. It's obviously something that they had seen with the Cowboys secondary. Maybe they do it every week. I don't know. But they, they came out uh, that they were going to take deep shots down the field, and they finally hit on one. Uh, and they barely did. Uh, Murray almost overthrew them. Only because oh of Kirk's speed, he was able to run that ball down. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they did it on the first third down, right? They That's went right. deep to Isabella. Isabella. Yeah. So at that point, if you're a defensive back, okay. I see what your calling card is. I'll be prepared for that. You can catch all the stuff in front all you want. It's not going to lead to a quick six. The priority for you is to keep things under control in that secondary. 
Coach Eddie Robinson, Grambling State University, all he ever said was, don't give up the quick six. That's something that was beaten into my head my entire career starting in college. And it's a, it's a good uh, mantra to have because that way you know that you will always be in the ball game because the end zone is protected. Mickey, you're uh, you're very studious there. You're looking up something. No, I was we just looking couple, to see. We got a minute or so left. I want to give you time to, to get something off your mind. I was I was looking to see if they had any more uh, deep throws uh, like that. Uh, look, so the turnover ratio. Cowboys are minus twelve. The next worst team, minus seven. They're, they're five more in the turnover ratio differential uh, than any other team. They've given up 218 points. That's 26 more than the next team that's given up uh, 192. Minnesota, Cleveland, 187. The Jets, 182. Jacksonville, 181. But here come the Cowboys, 218. Um, how are those other teams doing? You mentioned the you mentioned the Vikings, the Jets, and the Jags were among wow. those that you mentioned. And Cleveland's yeah. the only team that has. What do they have? They have three wins or four. Well, the one, of the, one of the one of the wins was against the Cowboys. So yeah, right. <laughs> so hey, let's just remember what we have over all of those teams is first place standing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You know, another thing that we have over the I might teams, be slow, but I'm not as slow as you are. <laughs> you know, another thing we have on those other teams? We What's have that? mix shots. Mix That's right. And we have mix shots. And we got more mix shots tomorrow at 1.30 as we try to figure out what went wrong this time and what will go right against the Washington football team? Sunday is fast approaching, and we'll see you again tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!